0: Hello and welcome to Mag Chats, where we answer the real questions international students have about living and studying in the UK. I'm Sophie, your host, and today we have Sushen, and a little later in the episode, we'll be joined by home student Greg as well, and we'll be discussing dating like a Brit. Sushen, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi everyone, my name's Sushen, and I'm a third year studying history and politics at the University of Cambridge. I am originally from Malaysia,
0: great to have you on the episode today and as I say late, a little bit later on in the episode we will be joined by home student Greg and what we're going to do today is discuss dating life in the UK from the perspective of yourself Sushen, an international student and then we're going to get the home student perspective as well. Um, obviously this is in honour of Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's to everyone listening. Sushen, how do you celebrate Valentine's back home? Is it a thing that you would celebrate at home?
1: I think Valentine's generally isn't it's big but it's not as big as i think it is here like i walked into MS today and they had like a bunch of peppa pig chocolates uh with valentine's day themed like valentine's day themed de- peppa pig chocolates just like in the front in the front display we don't i mean we do have like chocolate displays in malaysia but i feel like it's not as big of a deal as other holidays like i don't think to celebrate it as extravagantly um but I am ethnically Chinese, so we do have Chinese Valentine's Day. And this year, this year, Chinese Valentine's Day, it falls on February 15th. It falls on the lunar calendar, so that's not always the case. But this year, it's just a day after Valentine's the actual Valentine's Day, which is quite cool.
0: Oh, that's so cool. How much can it vary then if it's not always the same day? Can it can it be often quite far away from the British Valentine's Day? Like
1: almost two weeks apart sometimes.
0: Oh wow. So it's like Easter yeah. moves depending.
1: Yeah, moves depending on the lunar calendar.
0: Yeah. Oh that's cool that it's so close then this year. Double Valentine's celebration for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mostly back home,
0: I celebrate Galentine's with my friends, which is very Oh my God, yes. I love Galentine's. It's quite a recent thing, isn't it? The idea of it, but I I love it. I'm the same. So Sushan, I'd love to know, just to kick us off, what was your first impression when you very first arrived here and you first started sussing out a bit about the dating scene, you know, in the UK, whether for yourself or through friends? What what were your first impressions of dating like a Brit?
1: Um,
0: I think the first, th- I think it was a bit of a
1: culture shock because I think, well, back home in Malaysia and in most parts of Asia, the culture is that when you date, you kind of, you just kind of date one person exclusively and then you see where it goes. You get to know them and, you know, the whole process and you just get to, you get to know one person specifically and you're kind of exclusive to them and then you decide whether or not you want to become official. But when I got here, I realised that everyone just kind of dates as many people as they want until they decide that they want to be exclusive and official with one person. Um, so that was quite surprising. I mean, it's very cool, you know, like power to you to, if you're like seeing many people and getting and pulling a lot at one t- at one point. Um, but like that was that was a shock I did, I think, because it's just, it's never really been like that. And I, yeah, I wonder why.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's, um obviously, as you say, that's a stark difference and I can imagine... Lots of people from other cultures as well would would say the same thing. Do you think it's it's a conversation to be had? Did you kind of learn that in a way of oh, actually, this is something that needs to be articulated rather than you just, as you say, in some cultures you would just assume you go on a date with someone and you're just dating that person. Did you find that tricky to navigate as a conversation to have?
1: Um, well, I sort of came to uni and then like I met my like first like my now ex boyfriend, but my first like uni boyfriend in the first week and that was kind of it um but then I think a lot of my friends they were when they were beginning to navigate the dating scene at uni they were like wow this guy that I'm seeing I really really like him but he is also seeing like five different other girls, and I have no idea I'll find him other people and I have no idea like whether or not he's actually into me or just having fun so it's like I think th- the first time I realized it was when this friend um, mentioned to me that the guy she was seeing was seeing five other people and she said oh but actually it's very common he said that it's very common um, and then our British friend told her that that's just how it is and it's very likely that it, it, I mean like he probably suspects that she was also seeing many people at the same time and that was the, like the, uh, the immediate assumption is that you are seeing many people unless you've explicitly said
0: that mm. you won't that's interesting. It's almost like the opposite of what you might expect. Rather than assuming exclusivity, you assume that it's very much not exclusive unless that's said. And I think obviously as a Brit, I can I can attest to that. I think that's true. It's more of a conversation of you have that conversation to just d- to, dis- to decide or to establish. Oh, we're not dating other people anymore, which I can imagine is quite strange if you've never had to have that conversation before.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but. I mean, it's made from some interesting stories, I guess. Like sometimes when we, I remember, I remember the first year when we would like just go for lunch or something and walk around, and we would like, you know, bump into people that my friends would PC and and they would be like on dates, and we'd be like. Oh! It it felt so scandalous, but it really wasn't. It was just quite common, but that was quite funny.
0: But I suppose it is tricky, and it's especially tricky if you're operating on a different set of rules, even if nobody's intending to do anything wrong. As I say, it's not a moral judgment thing. But if one person has a set of rules in their mind of the dating world and another person has another set of rules it can be a bit of a minefield so I can I can see and I can imagine why if people arrive here as international shooters enter the dating world not knowing that it's probably a bit of a shock and probably causes some upset as well I would imagine
1: yeah I think um I think like what I've talked to my international friends about is that how important it is like for you to think uh, for you to think that the person you're seeing can get along well with your family. And I feel like um the con topic of family comes up very early on when you're seeing someone. But like in the UK, like I guess we didn't realize that that was a thing. And it and like people thought it was a really big deal if you like mentioned your family or like the prospect of you like meeting um of them meeting your parents on a phone call, like FaceTime or something. Like I don't think we gauge how big of a deal that was until like someone brought it up to their, the person they were seeing casually and they had like a huge reaction um so that's quite interesting i think
0: that's very interesting i wouldn't even have considered that so so it's a bigger st- seen as a bigger step here do you think than in in your home country like at home as you say that would be a normal thing to think of right away would it of like oh well what will my family think of them and seek your family's approval earlier on do you think
1: yeah maybe not so much seek your family's approval but more like you know because I think a lot of international students that I'm friends with like have very close relationships as their family members like their parents or their siblings or whatever so it's almost natural that you'd want your family to know about what's going on in your life and you know a person you're spending a lot of time with um whereas I think like here if you like brought it up it would be like
0: whoa (laughs) I think we're moving too fast too soon So what about the actual format of dating or the dates that people go on in the UK? Did you find any of those strange or intriguing in terms of settings people might consider a date that you wouldn't have thought of as a date?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really strange that like all my friends were being asked out to go to the pub as their first date, like without fail. There was never there was never any creativity I and mean, then, you know, like, to be fair, back home, I feel like it's very common that you take them for, like, brunch, and then you go watch a movie, or you go, maybe you go bowling if you're, like, feeling adventurous or something, or you go and do, like, some sort of, I don't know, something more creative, like, go hiking or something. But here, it just always be, like, especially if they were on dating apps. If my friends were on dating apps, it's, like, almost always, like, without question, it just be, like, we should like to go to the pub? Like, I free on, like, 7, 7 p.m. on Thursday? Like, you know, it just... There was never any variation.
0: Yeah, there's no surprises there, are there? It's just like, I guess I'll be asked to the pub again then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. And what do you think about the difference? I I, I noticed you said about maybe go for brunch or go hiking, that more of a a day date focus, I suppose. And actually, as you say, I think those creative dates sound great, to be honest. But do you think day dating is as much of a thing here? Or as you say, usually, is it Thursday, 7pm? Or do you find it's more of an evening setting here?
1: I mean my friends have gone on dates as late as like eleven PM. Um by which time I am in bed. It. So it's like <laughs> That's it's, really, it's really late. <laughs> yeah, that's so late. But I think it's also because back home, like also because Malaysia is a more conservative country, um, you just don't really you wouldn't be out that late with um someone else with someone on a date, just because like it's probably not like I think you I feel like the thing is that people here sleep around a lot more than they do in malaysia of course they do in malaysia as well but like it's a lot more like it's it's less common like it's very much that you like get to know someone first and then you but then like here i feel like people will just like people have dates date so late because it's like easier to facilitate
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> not, like, closer to the time you go home
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's absolutely nothing wrong with that i mean like no. good for everyone you know but like it's just interesting that like the time the time frames of dates are so different as well
0: yeah and as you say like back home um if you're from a con- conservative country like yourself i would imagine those things are a bit um influenced by the strictness around dating especially when you're younger because if you're coming to university um you know, for, for the most part, you're probably not long left school or not, not long since been a teenager. So I can imagine that being a huge shock and adjustment to not only arrive here in a new culture and have all this freedom, but also suddenly, I would imagine if if you've been brought up quite strictly and there are strict rules around dating, suddenly there's no rules. It's like one extreme to another, is it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of does feel like that. Another thing is that Malaysia is also very, like, religious so you can't actually like date like um like people of the same gender openly in, you i mean you can in malaysia but then you know like there are also like authorities which you know like it like govern that so there isn't really any space to explore which is not very good whereas in the uk like you have the space to just explore and like anything goes you know like yeah which is really cool i mean i think the flexibilities it really it, like I think at first I was overwhelmed by the flexibility
0: but it
1: it it is a really good thing and I'm happy that it exists.
0: Yeah, absolutely and it 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 is a it's a blessing definitely and especially as you say you touched upon you know if, if same sex relationships or you know LGBTQ plus like it 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 allows the freedom to explore that and yeah coming from a conservative country where that's you've never seen that before don't feel open to that it must be not only it's a culture shock definitely but as you say it's a good thing and we're so lucky here we are lucky that we have a liberal attitude towards dating um so yeah I can imagine for some people it's the first time they've been able to explore those things for some international students um so what about some more more formats of British dates um have you ever gone for a Sunday roast for a date because I feel like that is a staple of of a, of a good British date <laughs> Oh, no, I've never...
1: I I I think, yeah, Sunday roast. I think there's a lot of, like, idiosyncrasies of British people that I find quite cute. It's like, they're so excited for their Sunday roast. It, it It's adorable.
0: We absolutely love a roast. <laughs> it makes a good date, though, because it's a nice... It's a daytime activity, but it's a daytime activity where you can justify having a drink. <laughs> this isn't to encourage heavy drinking on, on a date, but, yeah, it definitely... It loosens you up a bit, doesn't it? And it makes it all feel a bit less awkward because it can be really awkward. First dates are super awkward. They're like a weird interview. <laughs> it's a strange experience. I, I, I've only been on a date with, uh, on like, I've only ever
1: been on a date with like this one particular British boy um, and he had never tried like any Asian food before. So I took him to try sushi and his first reaction was, wow, this really tastes like
0: bread. What?
1: I was like, what? No. Brit? <laughs> yeah. it's the strangest thing. It's bad, but that really, really coloured my impression of,
0: like, going on dates with British guys just because he said that sushi tasted like Brit. Well, that's the other thing, as well as just dating dating culture within the UK. I think there's quite a lot of, well, idealisation and also just preconceived notions of British people, like dating a Brit as well as dating like a Brit. Did you have any friends, or did was there anyone who sort of had a really strong idea of, oh, this is what it would be like to date a, a British guy or a British girl? Because it's quite romanticized in the films, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you watch notting Hill* and you're like, yeah, looking around for like Hugh Grant. But like, you know, I've also heard very messy stories. Like, I've, uh, I'm a friend, and she sleeps, and I've I've been authorized to tell the story. So, yes, but basically, she, all like all she does for dates is just like sleep around. And she has one extra toothbrush, but only one extra toothbrush in her room. But with every guy that comes, she's like, oh, I have a spare toothbrush. So all these guys uh, and some girls have just have been using the same toothbrush and they have no idea.
0: No. All these poor people walking around Cambridge, not knowing that they've all shared a toothbrush.
1: Yeah, which I think, you know, it should bring us to uh, on, like a next point on Sexual health and just making sure
0: yeah. that yeah, sexual health or just general health, like you know your dental hygiene and hygiene. <laughs> your yes. dental hygiene could be at risk. Oh my goodness, that should put anyone listening off ever using somebody's air quote spare, spare toothbrush. Can't you can't yeah, but, trust it?
1: <laughs> yeah, but going but yeah going back to like an idealized version of dating British British mm. men. I think, um, I think for me it wasn't even. It, i for me and not and for a bunch of my friends it wasn't even. The idealized version. I think, like when we first came, there was a lot really? of like anxiety over being fetishized because a lot of us are like Asian, wow. bit, right? And then, yeah, like my friends would get like messages on dating apps that would be like really inappropriate, and they'd really? be like really, it'd be really like just weird and like based about based on what they thought our race or ethnicity was. Ah, what sort? What sort of thing would they say? Like, should I compare people like people's pictures to like? just like random Asian porn stars or like it'd just be like really inappropriate, I think, really crude. And I don't think anyone wanted to end up with someone who was like, you know, low-key franchise. Uh, that,
0: that, that God, yeah. It's 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 just such a minefield anyway, let alone throwing that into the mix. And just just the the idea that people think they can say those things, that's so outrageous. And almost under the guise of it being the dating world for some reason seems to make people think they can you know you wouldn't just say that to a person not 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 in that context so at this point in the podcast we're actually going to bring in an extra guest we've got greg representing the home student perspective greg would you like to introduce yourself
2: yeah hello um i'm greg and i did economics at the university of york Um, and now i am working in marketing so not very related at all and uh, i'm the dating guru Who's going (laughs) to tell you all the advice and give you all the answers that you need? (laughs) No, I'm kidding.
0: Love guru himself has graced us with his presence. (laughs) Well, we're so happy to have your expertise. (laughs) We've got loads of questions for you. Um, So Sushan and I have just basically been talking about some of the culture shocks that come with being an international student in the UK. Studying in the UK, but also being on the dating scene for the first time, whether that's dating with Brits, dating like a Brit. One of the first things Sushen mentioned was, why do all Brits want to date at the pub? Sushen, I don't know if you want to embellish on this.
1: <laughs> yeah, why Why our first date? Why Why is the pub the perfect first date for all these British people?
2: I think that's just where British people feel most at home. <laughs> I think pubs are just second homes to us. We we love them. They give great hearty food. You can always have a, you know, nice pint in the summer or the winter. Um and yeah, it's just a, it's a friendly atmosphere which mm-hmm. encourages conversation because uh, everyone's around you talking, everyone's friendly, having a good time, so, you know, hopefully it'll put you in the mood to chat as well.
0: Yeah, does that work? Does it does it put, make you feel at home as well, Sian? <laughs> um huh.
2: But I mean, occasionally you home. get the, the loud people who uh, you don't yeah. want to talk around in case they come and talk to you as well. But
0: yeah, ruin the fun for everyone. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sushan was saying back home, it's more common to, well, I like how you use the phrase get a bit more creative with your date ideas to go on hikes and, well, think of some original ideas. But we don't really do that, do we? It is very much meet at the pub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it ain't if it ain't broken, don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had just started to talk about the world of dating apps, and I thought we'll say we'll save the delights for when Greg joins us. Greg, I don't know if you just want to kick us off with. Oh, I I feel like it is a bigger thing here, not necessarily just in the UK, but I can imagine someone like yourself, Sushen, and lots of international students. It is a whole unknown world, the world of dating apps. What what do you both think about the world of dating apps? Good, the bad, the ugly. Greg, I'll come to you first.
2: Yeah, I think overall they're a good thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, especially from an international student's perspective, because you don't have to, you know, fully put yourself out there. You can Mm -hmm. just set up a profile and then pretty much pick and choose who you want to see. Do you have entirely full control over that? But it is also quite daunting putting yourself out there to be judged by all of these strangers um, he, God, yeah. you know, you've never met. um But yeah, overall, I think it's quite, quite a good way to, to do things, um, because you can get out of it what you want. If you want something mm-hmm. casual, easy to do. If you want something long term, then you can also find that on there.
1: I mean, well, what I realized about most dating apps is that on at least one of the pictures, right? Like more than sixty percent of the people will have a picture of them with a dog. Yeah. <laughs> It makes them Sorry. seem more approachable, maybe,
0: friendlier. Dog or a baby. Yeah, dog like, yeah, or a baby. A yeah.
1: very comedy
0: dogs. I think men do that, though. <laughs>
2: Greg? Well, you, it it makes you seem more... Uh, yeah, you're not like you've got control over your life. If you, if you have a dog, then you can take care of yourself and something else.
0: Yeah. You can keep things alive.
2: <laughs> I think there's a formula that guys follow when they set up a dating app. It's like, yeah. you need a... Either a fishing picture or a picture with a dog. (laughs) And then a a stupid (laughs) bio that just makes jokes and doesn't actually tell you anything about yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That actually that is a really good point that you've come onto is the the use of humour as the defence mechanism. Or or even not even just defence mechanism, but we all know how awkward Brits are anyway at the best of times. To throw that into the dating world, I feel like sarcasm there's a wall of sarcasm that you have to break through i think in the british dating world sushen did you experience that or you or any of your friends as it's you know what we're known for our sarcasm and our humor
1: um i feel like the sarcasm def- definitely one of my friends when she first started seeing her now boy her now boyfriend like she really thought that he just didn't like her because he would just always be sarcastic and like always be like a little bit but like, i don't think I feel like British people don't really show enthusiasm in like the most overt way. Like if they're having fun, they'll say like, oh, you know, this is not too bad. Um, and, and she'd be like, not too bad. So like, you're not having a good time. And she'd be like, no, no, I'm having like a good time. Like, a like it's fun. And she'd be like, I sure? Are you sure? Um, but, you know, it turned out he didn't really like her. He, she just had no idea that that was how he was expressing it through like, you know, sarcastic jokes. And <laughs> telling her everything is not too bad.
0: That paints a really painfully accurate picture. <laughs>
1: all right, he would. He used to always say "all right" to describe everything. Like she'd be like, yeah. "How's the meal? How's how's your how's the meal?" And he'd be like, "It's all right." Just like everything me, would yeah? just be all right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Greg, Greg's sort of nodding along, going, yeah, yep, yeah, this rings true." <laughs> Greg, do you have anything to say for yourself?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the people I love the most are the people I meanest to. Yeah, my best friends. You know, I tell them I hate them, and they know that that means I love them. That's, that's how we do it <laughs>
0: yeah really just invert the meaning of everything and you've got the dating lingo down <laughs> <laughs> speaking of dating lingo Sushen, i really want to hear from your perspective are there any new like phrases or words that you've learned since living in the uk that you have just never heard of before mm, that bird means like girl girl <laughs> oh god um <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, every time people say "mugged off," I'll, the first time I heard it, I was like, "She got robbed. Who robbed you?" And I was like, <laughs> "Your date robbed you." And she was, there. my friend was like, "No, like, you know, that's that's not what it means at all." Um, that's a yeah,
0: really think, good one. Yeah, ghosting. Um, I feel like is a big one, especially in the world of dating apps. Ghosting. Mm. Oh,
1: ghosting. We have that in Malaysia. I mean, we use oh, that really? in Malaysia as well. But I think yeah. "mugged off" was like the biggest one. I was completely unfamiliar with that.
0: I love I that you I... thought it meant, meant they'd been robbed. That's brilliant. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's another one like that. It's pied Off. Have you heard that one?
0: Pied Off? No, I haven't. Yeah, I like Pie to the face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Greg, what, what are some of your favourites? Maybe we can teach you Sushan some new new vocabulary.
2: I've been trying to think. That's the only one I've got so far.
0: <laughs> the other thing as well, when you're saying about the, the sarcasm and your friend Sushan not knowing whether somebody liked her or hated her, I think that's sometimes called negging. I'm going to show my age here and sound really old. But like, yeah, it's almost—it's like the grown up equivalent of what we call the kind of pulling pulling the pigtails in the playground kind of flirting of like be mean to the person you fancy. Cause, and it, for some reason it works on Brits. But so I don't know what that says about our self-esteem. <laughs> that we just want people to be mean to us.
1: I think you enjoy the banter. Yeah, banter.
0: Banter yeah. is a good, yeah, there you go. That's one for the vocabulary. Do you think it's quite an adjustment, though, if if that's not what your home culture is like, as your friend experienced? Do you think you have to really get your head around, like, oh, I, so they don't hate me?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's just like uh, a judge and a judgment and adjustment process. Like after a while, you just kind of get it, but at first, like, I feel like there's a lot of expl- explanation that needs to be done because everyone's just like, "What?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Everyone almost needs a dictionary, don't they? Or like some kind of guidebook.
1: Guy, like a manual. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Greg, what, what would be some of your pointers if you were to give Sushet the manual? <laughs> um,
2: yeah, if someone, if someone is being mean to you, um, but smiling, then, uh, then they're probably being nice. <laughs> I feel like you've got to break down barriers with British people. Like mm-hmm. we are very standoffish. Our immediate answer to anything is no, even if we mean mm-hmm. yes. Like straight away we just want to say no. So if you just persevere, just keep talking to us and yeah, we'll <laughs> love it. I don't know yeah. why we're raised like that, but we just wanna say no to everything.
1: I feel like something I've realized as well is that like a lot of guys back home in Malaysia and like other parts of Asia are very like forward when they're like chasing you. They will be they will tell you straight up like I like you and I am Like trying to date you, right? Like they're very forward about it. But I've never like heard of any of my friends who are dating British people ever like have that. They have to like suss out whether or not that person likes them or not.
2: It's the whole. uh, It's the treating me and keeping keen.
0: That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's awful, isn't it? When you say it, when we say it like that it shows how much we've internalized that to be a normal thing. Yeah. <laughs> it like, yeah. takes, takes an outside perspective to be like this isn't normal.
2: <laughs> it just sounds so much healthier to actually tell you what I'm feeling, but I, no. Yeah.
0: why why would we do that like people being forward what people yeah their intentions
1: (laughs) very straightforward so i think like one of my friends she told this guy that she really liked him and she was like yeah i'm trying to like you know be with you right now and he was like he literally just didn't know what to do with the information he had no idea how to react he just did not he just
0: stared at her for like a minute blank you know yeah, I think so many people would never have experienced that before. And to be fair, I will say, good for your friend. Like, there is a right way to do it, and it's that. <laughs> be, be upfront, open communication, people. <laughs> but we're definitely not used to it. I think that's the thing, in, not just in the world of dating, but especially. Yeah, Brits, we hold back. We're reserved, typically so. And is we're definitely known for it, and <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> Um, we also spoke a bit earlier about the format of dates. Obviously, as we know, most of them happen in the pub. Um, Greg, I don't know how to break this to you, but Sushan said she's, she doesn't get the Sunday roast thing. I feel like that's a classic, not only a classic date, but also...
2: Wait, a so you think you've just never had a Sunday roast?
0: I've had, I've had Sunday roast, but with my friends. Yeah, but she- I feel like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they're great. But also as dates, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm a bit on the fence.
2: I've, I've I've never I've never heard that either, but um, I think it would be a great date. I wouldn't say <laughs> no that for Sunday roast for dinner. Yeah. Um.
0: I would I would judge somebody positively if they offered that. As I think that's I'd be like, yeah, that's the mark of a good person. <laughs> they value a good Sunday roast.
2: <laughs> it's such a British staple, so we need to yeah. incorporate it into every part of our lives.
0: Yeah. Exactly Especially if you are dating an international student And you're a Brit You've got to show them the best best of Brits That's
2: true
0: <laughs> Our Sunday roasts are a real high the, the one thing <laughs> We have one thing <laughs> Well, two things We have drinking and we have Sunday roasts That's true We also spoke a bit earlier about The sort of misconceptions Or maybe we should say pre-judgments Of dating Brits themselves And the name Hugh Grant did come up <laughs> this idea of, oh, I'm going to fall into the middle of a rom-com. Um, Greg, what's your take on that uh, from the British perspective? Do you do you fancy yourself a bit of a Hugh Grant?
2: I'm more of a Colin Firth myself, I think. But, um... Oh,
0: okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> Managing the expectations.
2: Yeah. Um, no, no, I think British <laughs> people are, uh, the, gent- the era of gentlemen is gone, I think. Oh, wow. Maybe not completely gone, but...
0: um, They could come back around. I hope so um, <laughs>
2: but um the I think it might be slightly due to uh online dating. I think everything's just mm-hmm. a lot more casual nowadays, so
0: yeah,
2: I know there's a a lot of Eastern countries that are quite strict with how dating works and then mm-hmm. in in the u k it's all it's quite a nuance to figure out if you're you know casually seeing someone or if you're actually exclusive yeah. and you know there's so many different pointers you need to figure out, and it can be quite confusing sometimes. But you know, as you said already, Suzanne, like just be direct. Like yeah. if they appreciate that, then they're obviously going to be a good, a good fit for you.
1: Yeah, we were just talking about that earlier. Actually, I was telling um, I was telling Sophie how basically, basically in a lot of Asian countries and Malaysia, um, when you see one person, it's like automatically assumed that you are exclusive until you figure out whether or not you want to become official. So, but in the UK, you just, like, see everyone until
0: you, like, decide
2: on, like, who you actually like. Yeah, it's not pick and choose.
0: Mm. It's literally the opposite way around, isn't it? Which is interesting. <laughs> I think you're right, though. I think dating apps are a big part of that. It's almost everything's so much quicker. The access is quicker. There's more choice. And it's just, it does really casual things down, doesn't it? Which... It doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing but it definitely people have to be on the same page about it i think is the main thing isn't it as long as as, long as everyone knows what's going on are going into it with eyes open i feel like i need to tell you guys about how chinese
1: Valentine's day works just because i feel like it's like it was the og dating app so basically how it, <laughs> basically how it used to work is that um girls would stand it's a bit it's a bit sexist but uh, basically girls would stand on a bridge and they would write like their number and, like, what they were wearing on an orange. And then they would, like, throw the orange into, like, the river. And then in the river, there'd be, like, all these guys in, like, little boats trying to catch oranges. Um, and then they would, like, call. They would, like, call girls. And then they'd be, like, what are you wearing? <laughs> are you a girl in the red dress? And then they'd just go up to them. But they wouldn't have... It wouldn't have their name or anything on it. It just have like, a defining feature. So, like, for example, if, like, on the day itself, they were wearing, like, blue they would just say girl in the blue dress with the puffy puffy sleeves here's my number here's my age something like that and that would just be it and it was all done through like these oranges that's so
0: funny that's so fun
2: different...
0: yeah it's one of the coolest things i've ever heard i'm literally like hanging on to every word so i'm like that's so fun <laughs> when well,
2: here we yeah, are Yeah, i mean
0: see it's like really in. it's like really interesting i feel like the way they they used to date is actually
1: so cool i'm not sure whether this is like a uniquely southeast asian thing but like my teacher in primary school used to tell me about her experience she met her husband through one of these like what like on chinese valentine's day With the basically orange? what she did was she threw an orange in like the usual and then basically she waited she waited for him to call and then when he called she was like oh what are you wearing and then she like she like screened him so she didn't actually tell him the, the, like where she was she just like what looked around to try and see like all the guys on on their phones and see which one she liked and she was like are you the guy in the green shirt and he was like yes and she thought he was really cute so then she was like okay fine i'm actually the girl wearing like a white blouse and she like waved at him and then they've been they've actually been together ever
0: since some people make a movie about this yeah that's amazing God, that really puts our dating stories to shame. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I guess in the era of COVID, you can't really meet people by, like, you know, fishing
0: oranges yeah. out river. <laughs> can't meet people <bibble> fishing. <laughs> can't get my head around that. That's amazing. It's so much more romantic.
2: Yeah. It reminds me of how my, uh, how my dad proposed to my mum. <laughs> Completely opposite in the romanticism scale. They walked past a ring shop and he just elbows her and he's like, do you want one? No. <laughs> did even get up the one there or anything?
0: Perfect summary of dating like a Brit. <laughs> so one how did your mum feel about that?
2: This <laughs> is just like yeah, as long as I can choose.
0: She's <laughs> pretty. Actually, that's a good point. That is a bit of a bonus. <laughs> the two stories couldn't be better contrasted. I love that.
1: <laughs> I will never. I don't understand how. Um, it's so common for a lot of British people to like wear shoes to bed. Like my friend said, she was cuddling with this guy, and he was just like wearing his shoes in bed. And she was like, <laughs> and, and I was like, what? Because you know, in, in like right now, like all my shoes are, shoes, are like outside my like uni dorm room. Like I don't like you know, it's very common that you don't you don't wear shoes in. But he like walked into her room, put <laughs> on her bed, and just like you know, lay there with his shoes, and they were muddy as well. So
2: I
0: was like, oh my gosh, I don't. Is that like a thing? Or is it just one guy? No. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, I'm going to wait and see what Greg says to that. But my mind is going, no. (laughs) Maybe he just really liked his shoes. (laughs) He had really cold feet. (laughs) Yeah, they were part of the look. (laughs) That's, that's, I mean, yeah, Greg, I'll look to you to confirm, but I'm assuming that's not the norm.
2: No, that's not even just not the norm. That is like (laughs) abnormal behavior.
0: Yeah, we can safely say on the record that's not something that is British. I'm surprised <laughs> it's legal. Surprised it's even legal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is brilliant, though. That's hilarious. No, I don't think... Maybe maybe at a push? Socks? But even then. Uncomfortable. It'd have to be really cold.
2: You sure they were not slippers?
1: <laughs> no, they were like boots.
2: Boots? Boots, it's even worse.
0: Yeah, they were full-on boots. That's why this, that's why I was so confused. <laughs> I was picturing trainers and I was horrified enough, but boots. Did he get under the duvet?
1: No, like on top of the bed, on but like not the under bed. the duvet, you no. Know?
2: He, he was just jumping on the bed.
1: <laughs> he just he like a flopped on the bed with, with his shoes on. The shoes were on the bed.
0: <gasps> with mud on as well. That's just yeah. rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though, that's hilarious. No. Definitely not, not, not one of the tropes of dating. Okay, that's good. Okay, <laughs> we're we're all really relieved to say, <laughs> whoever whoever you are, you need to look at yourself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so, sh- when you go on a date in um, where are you from? In Malaysia, did you say? Malaysia, yes. Is there like a is there a specific way that it ends? Like, do you have to? Is the bill shared, or is does the guy take care of it?
1: I feel like it's very common that the guy will take care of the bill like more a lot more common than like splitting but i think here it feels like it's more common that you just split it which is good i think i think it should be split
2: i I was thinking earlier when i feel like if you ask someone out for dinner or if you say like can i take you out to dinner i feel like you should then be the one to take control of the bill
1: Mm. Well, I think it depends. I feel like if it's a really expensive restaurant and you said, "Can I take you out?" then of course you should pay for the bill because they did not agree to to spend so much money. But I think, I feel like if it's like you know, like a chain restaurant or like somewhere like you know, like it's then it's like to split thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. I think if the person instigating the plan chooses a really clearly expensive restaurant. Then that's on them, <laughs> not not. Like, but as in it, should, yeah. I think everyone should know what they're walking into and whether or not that's realistic. But yeah, I would say I agree. Generally here, I'd say it's more more commonly accepted that you would just, unless otherwise clearly stated, we would split it, right?
1: Oh, but I have I have noticed one really good trick. I don't know if it's a trick, but maybe it's not a trick. It's just a very good move is that like one of my friends. She came up from a date and then she was like oh, you know, he paid for the bill, but then he told her, like, oh, you just you can just get it the next time I see you. So that's so smart, right? Because you pay for the bill and then they kind of owe you. So you, then you get to take them on another date.
2: That's smart. That's a good that move. That's
0: a smooth move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is clever. You're guaranteeing yourself a second date. Well, well, trying to, anyway.
2: Or you just get ghosted afterwards and you're out half the bill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could either be really great or really crap. <laughs> I like it as a move though. What about um, who you think is responsible for, especially with a dating app? I think obviously you spend the first chunk of, you, you connect with them or whatever, you spend a bit of time chatting. Then I think there's a bit of a, you know, who's going to be the first one to instigate a plan. I, I, I don't know what you both think about that, whether Greg, I'll come to you first.
2: Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's, it's like it's a tennis game it's 50 50
0: yeah you
2: need to both people need to put the effort in and if you're if you find yourself you know doing everything and then not getting any pushback then you know it's not going to work if you Mm -hmm. if you're talking to someone on a dating app for example and then you're not getting any good replies or they they don't really seem like they're trying then it's going to be the same if you go out for dinner with them Mm
0: -hmm.
2: so i think you need to find someone who seems actually interested in a British way,
0: <laughs> so it doesn't seem interested at all,
2: <laughs> yeah exactly. who just completely ignores you then the perfect you found them
0: yeah i think I think I think, as you say that the rules are thrown out a bit at that point, and it is it's it is the tennis game as you described it is perfect it's I think it's also a bit of like that's probably the thing that's different, as we've already said. there's a bit of pride involved, and not in the good way, it's just a bit of like well, I don't want to be the first one to. I don't want to move first in a way. And as Sushen was saying earlier, like just be direct. (laughs) What are we getting from all of this hide-and-seek kind of gameplay?
1: I think it's just fear of rejection. I don't think anyone likes being like turned down. So that's probably it. I feel like everyone's just trying to not be the person who gets rejected. Everyone would rather be the rejectee than the rejected.
2: Whoever comes out on top. You probably feel better about yourself if you're the one rejecting, don't you?
0: Yeah. It's it's shameful but it's true. <laughs> it all comes down to pride. <laughs> I think Brits are probably worse for that than a lot of other cultures, though it's you know they'll do a lot to save face rather than just No,
1: <laughs> oh, that's very common. That's very common in um Chinese culture as well. So I'm, like Malaysian Chinese, right? And saving face is like a really big deal in like um in like just like in, in the culture. But like somehow I feel like with dating like i, I don't know if he, it seems that that's just how it goes away a bit like you're not really yeah because i don't know it's so just yeah but it's interesting i like it feel it feels like every other aspect of life you're trying to save face but then when it comes to like dating i feel like people are very very much like you know like, like very direct and very like focused they don't really care that much about saving face because i guess you win if you get to go out with them again right as opposed to like if you're not the one being rejected i don't know yeah
0: that is very true was the phrase you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take have i just uh, that?
1: No,
0: no. You're wrong. <laughs> no i never heard that thanks guys <laughs> yeah no that's interesting actually i can't get my head around just this super healthy way of just going after what you want i mean it's not
1: all healthy it's like the majority of it is but there definitely are like toxic dating habits Actually, well, you know what I really like about the UK dating scene? is that, like, all these girls and guys and everybody can just, like, go and see as many people as they want. And they don't, you, you like, don't really get um slut shame for anything. Because, like, go you. It's very much like, yes, you know, you did that. You did, you got, you're going on dates with, like, five different people in one week. Like, it's like, yes. But then I feel like back home, it's very much like if you go on, if you see more than one person at a time, then people will, like, gossip and, like, say bad things about you
0: yeah and is that is that gendered back home or is it, like, it's is gendered
1: it, it, yeah. it is very gendered like i feel like if a guy saw many girls he would just be like they'd be like oh wow look at him you know he's like so hot he could pull so many people but then like if it's a girl like by home it's very common that the girl would get like slut shame but you don't really have that here which is really good mm-hmm.
0: yeah no it's definitely it's definitely better i think that's progress as well though because even that's really great to hear you say that as your impression of it. And I think that's actually still really recent, Greg, I don't know what you think, but in my experience, that's, that is still a recent thing and it's, and it is great, but yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. Back in secondary school, it was still a thing for me. Well, not for me personally, but in um, my school, there were, you know, if there was a girl who went out on a date with a different guy, or two guys in one year, then she'd be slut shame for it. But it's just completely non-existent now.
0: Mm, and that's happened fast which is which is really great and it's re- so that's very reassuring to know that that's the, out- the the outside perspective of it especially um i think we have sex in the city to thank for that <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start wrapping up shortly um now what we like to do at the end of these podcast episodes is we say our do's and don'ts it does what it says on the tin i'm going to ask both of you one do and one don't each just to kind of neatly wrap up and conclude what we've been talking about, your top tips to anyone listening. Greg, I'm going to come to you first. Um, one do and one don't.
2: Uh, I'd say do put yourself out there. Don't be scared to, uh, to actually try, because just like Sophie said, you miss 100% of the thoughts you don't take. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and um, I'd say don't get messy food when you go on a date.
0: Oh, that's a great one.
2: Because <laughs> I've been there and it's not nice.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, are you talking from experience?
2: <laughs> so I, a, do you eat? I had one of those Riff. Nando's massive burgers. <gasps> Took the first bite and the entire chicken thigh fell out the other side. And then obviously you're already eating with your hands. You don't have any cutlery. You've got to like build it back up again and then lick your fingers clean. And there wasn't a second day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> What was the perfect date food then? What's the yeah,
2: good question. Like? Yeah.
0: Oh. Um. I don't know. Sunday roast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it all comes back to the Sunday roast. <laughs> and Sushen, what about you? What's your do and don't? I
2: think I would say
1: do be more open about how you feel. I feel like it's I I, I do I really do like like the fact that in um malaysian culture and like most of asian culture you're just very upfront about how you feel about the other person there's no like guessing games i like that um and i say don't be reckless with other people's emotions like, even if you don't like someone um just like again be honest about it and i feel like that saves everybody heartbreak and pain
0: yeah that's that's Really good advice. And again, I think something that Brits are conditioned to struggle with, like kind of comes under the same bracket as being direct, but actually having the difficult conversation. Brits don't like to do that. And as you say, often, more often than not, it will save save the tears. So very wise words. <laughs> well, thank you so much, both of you. This has been a very fun episode. And obviously, happy Valentine's to both of you and everyone listening. And thank you for your time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.